Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Melissa Moore, welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending your Sunday morning with us. Well, if you're from Colorado, one of the things that you look forward to over Labor Day weekend is the taste of Colorado. And if you're new, it's definitely something you should be checking out. Sharon Alton, the vice president with the Downtown Experience, Denver, City of Denver. Would that be right? Downtown Denver Partnership. Denver. Okay, there we go. And Kaylin Claren. Hello. Welcome, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So first off, let's talk a little bit for folks who aren't familiar, brand new. We have so many new people here in Colorado or for folks who've lived here forever and never been. Tell us what the Taste of Colorado is all about. So the Taste of Colorado is a 36-year-old tradition. And we take over Civic Center Park and all of the surrounding streets right there between the state capitol and city and county building. And we transform the whole site into what we like to think of as the largest free music festival in Colorado. So it's free to enter, and there are multiple stages. There's a main stage which has national music acts. There's 200 marketplace vendors selling Colorado goods and art and all sorts of clothing. I love going and getting my best Colorado gear there. And then over 50 restaurants, um, all different types of cuisines. Um, And it's a great family-friendly experience where there's lots of kids, uh, toys, jump houses, Euro bungee. You can think of a kids' festival act It's there. So, yeah, just a great family Weekend and it's over Labor Day Saturday through Monday, so three different days and three different music genres. You said free. What about for the for the music? Is that free as well? It is. You can show up and spend nothing. We prefer that you buy food and drink once you get there, but it is a it's a free festival to enter, and you can see our great headliners, national acts, all for free. We do have a paid for VIP section, which gives you premier viewing, and food and drinks are included in that. Um, but if you just want to come and catch a great show in an outdoor venue, it is free. All right, we'll get to the VIP section here in just a minute. Let's talk about some of the musical acts that you're bringing in because I know there's a country stage. There are different stages that you were talking about different genres. Uh, Kaylin, you want to answer that? Yeah, absolutely. So this year, um, similar to last year, we switched things up to where we had a different genre focused on each day. So Saturday is a focus on classic rock where we have Casey and the Sunshine Band, Cool and the Gang. Um, Sunday is more of our country-focused day. We have Dwight Yoakam, Low Cash, and Cassidy Pope. And Monday is that fun 90s throwback with Scott Stapp, uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, and Taylor Dane. Um, but there really is a musical genre for everybody. So while you might like country music and your best friend loves uh, 90s, you better come on Sunday and Monday. I was going to say, you have to come for both. And it really is a lot of fun because I got to go down there a few years back. Ranger Smith was there. And I got to get up on stage and introduce him. And he said, this is one of my favorite venues to do because people could get up close to the stage. It's a very laid back atmosphere. But the people are out there because they love the music and they love the city. And you can really kind of feel that vibe. We totally agree. And, you know, last year we revamped our festival. So we changed the layout of how our two stages are working in tandem with one another. Our main stage is sitting in front of the city and county building looking up towards the Capitol. So we've heard all of our artists since last year's um, change say that it's an even more exciting venue to play because you can play out to a massive crowd of people mm-hmm. and see the beautiful, iconic um, Capitol building. 
Oh, that is cool because it didn't used to be like that. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the changes because uh, before we went on the air, we were talking about, you know, how many years ago I had been there. And it's like, look, if you didn't go last year, you haven't really seen the changes. What other changes have you guys done? So one of the things that we really wanted to focus on initially last year was the music selection. So we had always had um, decent national acts, but as you heard the the national acts for each of the days coming this year, we really wanted to make a focus so um, on just the national acts that would be draws daily. Um, another thing was on the food. So our food selection wasn't always the most diverse. And this, there, while you will still have festival food there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great local restaurants there. We have, I think, over 23 local restaurants. Um, and then most of the rest of them are regional, all different types of cuisine. And so focusing on both music and food and the diversity there and the quality is something um, that's, I think, unique to where it was um, years ago. And that is the nice thing is that it's free to get in. So you're not spending your money to get in. You can spend it on, like you were talking about, I mean, I picked up some gorgeous Colorado art when I was down there and the Colorado t-shirt and some of the things like that. But you can spend it on the food. You can spend it on doing experience things, not just getting in the door. You can. And one of the things that we actually noticed last year is people came from around the region because it's free, people actually either got in their car and drove to Denver or got on a, a quick flight and flew here because they didn't have to spend the money on the concert tickets. Right. And that's what, as Denver becomes more of a national and international city, we want to focus our free community events mm-hmm. on the region so that we can become a hub so that people do come to Denver and stay in the hotels and um, check out our restaurants downtown, even um, after or before the festival. Right. Well, I was going to say the acts that you've got coming in. I mean, Casey and the Sunshine Man, that is a blast. I mean, that is so much fun. Low cash the next day. Um, they put on an amazing show. And then you've got just huge acts coming in every day, that, and they're all free. They are all free. And because we have two different stages, so we have the main stage, the Pikes Peak main stage, and then we have the Four Corners regional stage and it's the same genre of music so when you finish listening to low cash you can go over to the second stage and continue hearing country music and get something to eat and drink and then go back to see dwight yoakam so you can go back and forth so it really is a musical festival setup where you're going back and forth between stages if that's what you want if you don't care about the music and you like it in the background mm-hmm. then go to one of our 200 marketplace vendors and go shopping or find some good local art i didn't remember it being like that and i guess i'm right because you guys have changed it up so much absolutely yeah we're, we're really excited about the diversity and that there's something there for everybody so if you don't care about art go to the kids zone if you don't care about the kids zone go to the Food sections. Um, I'll let Kaylin touch on the VIP, but there really is something to draw people not only throughout the day, but every day. And what we, the way that we design the festival is we want people to go there and be able to stay for multiple hours so that you mm-hmm. don't just go do a walkthrough and then take off. And that's what we, the feedback we heard last year. Um, was that there really was a reason to stay for three plus hours in your day. All right. So let's talk about those VIP tickets for folks that want that kind of an experience. What is a VIP experience at the Taste of Colorado? First off, then we'll talk about the tickets and where to get them. Sure. So this is our second year of having the Capital VIP experience available at a Taste of Colorado. It's a really exclusive experience 
to um, be indoors and enjoy an outdoor food and music festival. So you can come into the McNichols building, enjoy some AC and some real established restrooms versus the porta potties uh, you experience with a regular food festival. Um, there's lounge seating. There's indoor screens. So if you don't want to head outside to see the concert, you can kick it inside and watch the show that's happening just outside the door. There's uh, private bars. So there's hardly as many uh, people waiting in line quicker access to your food and drinks. And the coolest part is there are exclusive vendors inside the VIP space. So with the purchase of your ticket, you um, will receive a wristband that includes two beverages, one meal and some exclusive tastings from a rolled ice cream vendor, uh, vegan and vegetarian um, catering company that is new to Denver and uh, a good barbecue spread as well. The VIP tickets, how much are they? Are they limited in number and where do you get them? They are running $119 a piece. You can go to a tasteofcolorado.com to find the link to buy your VIP ticket. And they are still available, but they are selling hot. So I wouldn't wait long to get your VIP ticket for all three days. Okay, so there are a limited number. There are a limited number. Okay, that's what I wanted to make sure because you don't want to wait until the last day. Exactly. And say, ooh, it's going to be, you know, 100 degrees. I better get some VIP tickets. They may not be available. Exactly. All right, so $119 in the website again? A tasteofcolorado.com. All right, for other folks who aren't going to do the VIP tickets, they hear about all the food vendors, how does that work with buying food? Is it a ticket system? Is it a cash system? How are you doing that? It is. It's a ticket system, and we have um, 10 ticket booths um, staged near each entrance. So when you enter the festival, you can go there, and you do need to pay cash um, to buy the tickets, but we have ATMs next to all the ticket booths. And so you'll get a, a sense of when you get to the ticket booth, how much each of the food and beverages cost. So food and beverages, you pay with tickets. However, the marketplace vendors and the whole shopping area on the street there, that um, you can pay cash or credit card. That's not a ticket system. But for all the food and beverages and kids experiences, um, they do all work on a ticket system. And like you said, you'll get a better idea as you walk around, like how many tickets you feel like your family is going to need. Absolutely. And we have ticket booths. We have 10 ticket booths on the site. So it's not hard if you spent all your money in the first go around to go back and and get more tickets. Cash on hand is probably going to be your easiest bet. (laughs) If you remember, but if not, ATM machines are there. Absolutely. Yep. And within, um, as Kaylin mentioned, the VIP space, while those tickets, um, they sold out one of the days last year and they are selling hot right now. People who do want that experience can, if they're still available, purchase it on site. And then the people who purchase the VIP tickets can also go walk around the site. So a lot of people, what they did last year was purchase the VIP tickets, got some great food inside and then walked around and shopped around the festival and then came back into the VIP area because there's also exclusive outdoor seating to watch the stage, um, the main stage there in the VIP. So you can kind of mix and match as well. So that is also a ticket system. But as Kaylin mentioned, it's a wristband that gets you um, free food and beverage. um, And then if you want to go out and shop around, um, you can get tickets for out there as well. Okay. And so there is an outdoor area. So if you're a VIP and you want to be outdoors to see the shows, there is a special area for you. Though. There is. It's it's um, right near the main stage. And this year, we're actually we have a stage platform that people can end up sitting on or standing, so that people in the regular general admission area can look over to the VIP and see them sit, sitting or standing on the stage. So it's a great viewing platform. Um, you can sit 
inside. Most people did not view the concerts inside. They went in um, for some air conditioning mm-hmm. and then went back out. Right. Um, right. And then it's just not nearly as crowded as the main area. So if you want to hear this great music from the national headliners but not be among your 100,000 closest friends, um, the VIP might be the space for you because it's a little more airy and open in there. Okay, and you said tickets are $119. Is that per day? That is per day. All right, so this is happening once again. It is a Taste of Colorado. What year is this for doing the Taste? This is the 36th year of this Taste of Colorado. This is the 36th. Okay, that's what I was going to ask is if we were 36th or 37th year of doing it, that was a long time. And just last year, we were voted fourth best uh, general food festival by USA Today Best. That's pretty exciting. We were really excited about that because the festival is, you know, it's over 30 years old and it hadn't changed a whole lot in recent years. And so last year we really revamped it mm-hmm. because we wanted this to become starting as a regional draw, but hopefully turning in a national draw. So getting that award by USA Today um, is the fourth best general food festival. We were really excited about that. And um, yes. Well, I was going to say that has to make it too, like you were talking about, a destination point for a lot of people as they're thinking, hey, what do we want to do Labor Day weekend? Hey, let's fly into Denver. They've got this great local free food and music festival and we can do that. Exactly. Last year, I met a handful of people who are from Minnesota and Texas and Arizona who all came into town just for our festival. And as the Downtown Denver Partnership, that is one of the biggest reasons why we produce this event is to help the economics of Downtown Denver to keep us vibrant and vital and a destination city for all of our visitors, but also keep our residents um, alike entertained for a holiday weekend. Let's talk a little bit about the food that's coming in. How many restaurants again? 50 plus. So we're still firming up. We've got a wait list that we're tacking on as many as we can fit into the site. Um, But we really aim to have a focus on offering more vegan and vegetarian and gluten-free options for our (laughs) attendees this year. I love that. So if you downloaded the app, A Taste of Colorado app, um, you'll be able to search all of our food vendors we have this year and you can filter it by... Um, the the food type that you're looking for. So you can type in corn if you're really down there looking for your your uh, <laughs> stick of corn. Um, this year we have a higher number of food trucks than we've ever had before. I believe we're running at about 15 to 20 food trucks. And the cool thing about food trucks is if you're a fan of a food truck, you can follow them on social media and see where they pop up for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But this is a good almost convention of food trucks where we bring them all into downtown Denver and you have the opportunity to try all of their cuisine at once. I call it a taste of Colorado because you really do get to go around and have a taste of so many different places that you've probably never eaten at before. Maybe you've been thinking about and try foods that might not have been something that you were thinking you were going to do, but you're like, yeah, I'll try it. Exactly. That's what we do as well. So since we work the festival, we're there for three days. And I don't know um, if more people get tastes or full meals, but you can definitely fill up just on taste. Yeah. And the tastes are just a couple tickets. And so if I just want a little empanada, then I can get that. Or if I just want a little chocolate covered yep. strawberry, I can get that. Um, there are full meals available, but I think most people that I see walking around do just try to get a taste of yeah. everything and eat something at noon and then eat something different again at 4 p.m. Just kind of eat your way through, exactly. <laughs> you know, listen to some great music. All right. Taste of Colorado. The 36th year is coming up here. Labor Day weekend. It runs Saturday through Monday. Uh, I think the app is a fantastic idea. Uh, what is the Taste of Colorado app? It is called the Taste of Colorado. You can search it in your app store. On It's on Google Play and iOS. 
And it's just a simple a red icon that says taste, and it can live on your home screen, so it can be your personal navigation through our festival for the weekend. If you turn on your location services, it will actually show you where you're standing in the map and kind of help you know if you should head left or right to get to your favorite food vendors or the next big main stage act. All right. Sharon Alton, Kaylin Claren, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Taste of Colorado coming up Labor Day weekend. We'll see you down there. I'm Melissa Moore. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with me. It is Mile High Magazine. And don't forget, you can always share this show and listen to it again with our podcast.